So the question that we now ask ourselves is how do you go about establishing what the community mores are? We know that when it comes to religious mores, it's quite easy because you can go to the texts of the Torah, you can go to the texts of the Bible, you can go to the texts of the Quran, etc. And you're able to look at these religious texts and interpret these religious texts in order to establish what are the particular norms and standards that should be guiding your particular conduct as a member of the Jewish community, right? Jewish religious religious community. So how is it that we go about interpreting what the community mores are, the general community mores uh, that, uh, that are collectively followed by the community? How do we go about establishing what these mores are? And of course, this is a very difficult thing to do because as we've already established, communities uh, differ and what is considered uh, a norm or a standard in one community is not necessarily going to be considered a norm or standard in the other community. So we mentioned the example of the Amish community and how unmarried couples then spend one night together in bed under certain circumstances and how uh, in certain other religious communities this might not necessarily be looked upon uh, favorably, right? So what community mores are shifts according to which community you find yourself in. And so it's very difficult to put your finger on and identify this is the particular community more because of the fact that we are all brought up differently. Some of us believe that it is a woman's right to choose, that she should have reproductive agency over her body and it's ultimately her decision whether or not she would like to uh, have an abortion and so uh, abortion should be legalized. Others might fa- f- uh, feel quite strongly that abortion is against their religious beliefs and might feel that because abortion is such a huge sin, abortion should be criminalized in society, right? So you will have these differing community mores because of the fact that people have been brought up differently and they've made to believe different things or they choose to believe different things. And so because it's so difficult to determine what community mores are. We have one philosopher, uh, John Stuart Mill, you'll see from the picture there, but scary looking like all pictures of that era, scary looking with the black and white. So we're not specifically saying John Stuart Mill is scary looking. Um, But we have John Stuart Mill there and he's our philosopher. And he came up with a principle as to how it is we go about establishing what type of conduct should be prescribe what type of conduct should be prohibited in society, what kind of conduct should be frowned upon and and, and, and regulated, prohibited in society, and what type of conduct shouldn't. And he came up with this concept about harm and how the entire, uh, an entire determination of what a, a community morale should be should turn upon this concept of harm in a sense that society cannot protect the individual from harming themselves, right? Society can only protect the individual uh, from causing harm to others. So if conduct causes harm to others, that conduct can be prohibited and should be prohibited, but we cannot save the individual from themselves, so to speak, right? And so John Stuart Mill is what we refer to as a libertarian because he believed quite strongly in this um, principles around liberty. And he recognized that there's a danger in society that you're going to have the majority and the majority is going to say, this is the right way. This is the way that must be followed. And so Mill said, 
we will use the harm principle to guide to guard against this possibility of the majority imposing their view as to what standards of morality should or shouldn't be so according to harm's principle society can regulate behavior where that behavior causes harm to others but society cannot protect the individual from harming themselves right and so if we use uh there's three things that i want you to do when we're thinking about this ha- this uh principle of harm that john stuart mill puts out there so number one, you need to understand what the principle entails like i explained it to you now right number two, i'm going to ask you to think about harm's principle in in two different contexts right and in the one example i want you to think about it uh is a practice which is quite rife in certain parts of the world and it's referred to as dwarf tossing so what it means is that you have these restaurants and they pay people who suffer from dwarfism and they give them money in order to have someone throw them into the air so that everybody else can watch and it can be this entertaining process right in that scenario if a particular person who suffers from dwarfism decides that they want to subject themselves to that act of dwarf tossing right they want to subject themselves to what we would perceive as a harm under john stuart mill's principle should dwarf tossing be prohibited or should that individual be allowed to subject themselves to the dwarf tossing so think about the concept of john stuart mill think about the concept where he said we can we can protect society against harm but we cannot protect the individual from harming themselves so any conduct that causes harm to society we can forbid but any conduct that does not cause harm to that only harms the individual and doesn't harm the society we cannot forbid that practice that can we cannot impose our standards of morality and our standards of what is right or wrong on an individual where that individual's conduct is not going to cause harm to anybody else so think about harm standard in the context of dwarf tossing and decide for yourself i'd be very interested to hear what your views are but decide for yourself whether you feel that dwarf tossing according to john stuart's mills principle around harm and harm being the decisive criterion for whether or not conduct should be prohibited with the dwarf tossing in light of harms in light of john stuart's mill concept on harm whether dwarf tossing should or should not be prohibited okay so now i want to give you another example of 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 models and community models and legal models uh that we find ourselves confronted with because of the fact that we live in this ever ever evolving and developing and and fast paced society right and often the law cannot even keep up with the pace at which uh society is moving at right you will find a lot of people uh you might know people that are, are involved with surrogacy and they'll tell you that there's a lot that hasn't been uh, legislated on as far as surrogacy surrogacy is concerned right people want to have a baby not able to do so themselves not wanting to do so themselves wanting to use a surrogate so that's an example right but now i want you to think of the example and this is a real life example of a grandmother 62 year old grandmother she had i think something like 10 children she had something like 20 grandchildren she had three 
great-grandchildren or something of the like like that, right? So number of children, and she's 62 years old. This great-grandmother, in fact, is blind. And she decided at the age of 62 or 61, depending on when she was artificially inseminated, but she decided that she was going to have another baby. And so she was artificially inseminated and she gave birth to a baby at 62 years old. Great-grandmother, 62, blind, right? So from a, from a community morality perspective and from a legal perspective, right? This is very hard now because you're not just dealing with community models as well. We're also dealing with legal models. So from a com community models perspective and from a legal models perspective, should we be leg legislating against such a such a possibility should this 62 year old great grandmother be giving birth to a child be considered community acceptable should this be a, a community norm that is permissible should this be a legal norm that is um, permissible of course we know from a com community perspective there's a lot of people that would frown upon such a such conduct but then the question becomes from a legal perspective and using john stewart mill's principle of harm right should it be made criminal for a great grandmother at the age of 62 to be artificially inseminated uh, and to have a baby that they themselves intend to raise right so that is a question that i want you to consider so i want you to consider uh, John Stuart Mill's principle around harm, what that principle says, how it plays out in the context of dwarf tossing, what your thoughts are about it in the context of this great-grandmother being artificially inseminated at the age of 62. And then I want you to ask yourself, do you think that John Stuart Mill's principle around harm should still be the prevailing principle should still be a principle that we make use of in our law. Does uh, John Stuart Mill's principle around harm align with our constitution? Okay, so those are just certain things to go about and mull over in your head about while trying to uh, get to grips with this particular work around community mores.